we have biscuits at home, which are different from biscuits in the UK. And what they most resemble is, well, we say scones, you say scones. That's right. Um, well, why don't you describe what it takes to make a good scone? Because they're... There are different schools of thought about how to make a good biscuit, oh, and I'm wondering if there are different schools oh, of yes. thought. Okay. Oh, yes. What's what? What do I'm you think? I'm not a good scone maker, but um, they're nice. Even if they're not good, they're nice when they're when they're warm. You know, they, they then taste quite good. And so I would probably take something like half a pound of flour. Um, I know that you do cups and things, but you'd have to translate this. And I think five tables, five teaspoons of baking powder. Now it would be plain flour that I would use, and five teaspoons of baking powder, and something like an ounce and a half of butter, maybe, and about an ounce of of sugar. Usually the recipes say caster sugar, and I always use granulated because it's what I have in the house. So what's the difference between caster sugar and granulated? Caster is much finer. It's not like powdered sugar? No, it's not. Okay. It's just much finer than than granulated. And um, I would use one large egg and enough milk to make it up to almost a pint. Uh, Not a pint, sorry, a half pint. And beat the egg into the milk. Then you obviously have to switch the oven on early, and it should be about 220 centigrade, so I'm not sure what that is Fahrenheit, but it's quite a hot oven. I and think it's up in the 400 somewhere. Yes, it's over 400, yeah. mm-hmm. about 450, I suppose. And um, I would sift the flour and the baking powder together. I would, th- at that point, rub in the fat. Now, you take, it, you take the flour and the fat in your fingers and rub rub them through so that and you should lift it high above the bowl the height of the bowl above the bowl was what I was always told and let it <laughs> fall down into the into the bowl and so it just sort of rains down so that you end up with it looking like fine breadcrumbs and then you sprinkle mix in the sugar and then start putting in the milk and egg mixture and you won't use all that milk and egg um, use it till it's it's a soft dough. Now a friend of mine described it that you should be able to put your spoon into the dough and it'll slowly fall to the side. If it falls too quickly, it's too soft. And if it sits there, then it's too hard. So, and then you turn it turn it out onto a um, worktop or something that's been covered with with um, with flour and pat it out don't I think it doesn't work so well if you roll it because you tend to make it too hard but pat it out to somewhere between half an inch and an inch and then cut out your rounds or your squares or whatever and put them on a tray prepared tray and into the oven for 10-15 minutes okay and then this should be quite good Mm -hmm. well one last question would you encourage people to try haggis Oh, yes, but must be a good haggis. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to ask you what a good haggis is. <laughs> well, I suppose it's your own taste, isn't it? I, and I can't advertise, can I? Um, this one particular haggis that... I th- I, one particular haggis maker I can think of who is world-renowned 
and is very good haggis. But a good haggis, yes. And have it with mashed potatoes and I think you call them rutabaker. Is it? Is that the thing? The, or, the orangey, but sometimes called Swedes and Scots and, call and them neeps. And it's big, yeah. And it's a big thing, yeah. yeah I think that's more of a rutabaga where, where yeah. I am, yeah. And and that balances the the you know, these two things balance the spiciness of a haggis because it can sometimes just be a bit and that really sweetens it and it's terribly good and particularly after the first frosts that the the turnip is sweet and that's really good with the haggis and the haggis to be clear is oats with offal mm-hmm. ground up together mm-hmm. right it doesn't sound good but in fact, it's perhaps yes. We'll leave it to awful, but it does it does taste good. I I agree. I like it. So there, everybody needs to try haggis. Everybody needs to try haggis, and I don't think you should douse it with whiskey. I think you should drink the whiskey with it. If you must have whiskey, don't douse it in whiskey. But a lot of people say that you should, and um, I think it kills the flavour. And um, I don't like it with. Stewed tomatoes, either. That's another thing. I mean, that's weird. No, that's wrong. Quite wrong. But nice <laughs> neeps and tatties with it. Very good. Okay, sounds good. Well, Anne McLeod, thank you. <laughs> thank you. All this wisdom is great. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>